What is going on, friends? Welcome back to Forward Progress, live here on the Forward Progress YouTube channel, part of the Hammer Betting Network and powered by Pinnacle Sportsbook. I'm producer Jason, your host here. Every Friday on the Forward Progress YouTube channel, alongside Jack Miller from Establish the Run, John Legaza from The Athletic, and Matthew Freeman from The Fantasy Life here. Before we get started, guys, I just want to give you a quick reminder to smash that like button, hit that subscribe button, and if you're listening in audio form afterwards, please just drop us a review on your preferred audio platform. It goes a long way for us over here on the Forward Progress YouTube channel. And uh, honestly, after last week, I feel like we've 100% earned a couple more likes, a couple more subs, a couple more uh, uh, reviews on the audio pla- on audio platforms. Because I think we were 5 for 7 or 6 for 7 on our bets. And John hit his monster ladder on this show, guys. So if you tuned into last week, you're probably a little bit more excited. Um, but hopefully we can re- rekindle that magic that we had last week here hitting that like what was it plus 725 plus on on the on the uh excuse me drake london ladder here plus all the other bets that we here hit so listen we've been riding pretty hot here so smash that like button if you're going to be telling us here today we uh, really appreciate it. and before we get into the show we just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor over at pinnacle pinnacle is the world's sharpest sports book and has been offering competitive odds for 25 years we love to preach line shopping on this channel and with everyday competitive odds pinnacle should be one of your trusted sports books if you're looking to sign up and support our show here make sure you use code hammer h-m-m-e-r when signing up to pinnacle just simply lets pinnacle know that we sent you over your trusted sports book for 25 years bet smart bet pinnacle must be 19 plus in ontario please play responsibly not available in the u.s let's just dive right into things here matt and we're going to lead off with your prop uh of this week you're looking towards the packers bucks game right and uh, right now packers are minus three favorites over at pinnacle they're sitting at the minus 127 here so it's looking to creep towards that three and a half but like we've seen with the packers all year they've been dealing with a slew of cluster injuries on this defensive side of the ball here um i mean cluster injuries in the line graphing linebacking group cluster injuries in the db grouping i wonder if this kind of has played into your handicap of this game but without bearing the lead here matt what's your prop here and why yeah, I'm looking at Rashad White over 19 and a half receiving yards, and uh, I believe it's probably still in that vicinity. Uh, but really, I would you know bet it significantly higher than that. I was projected at 25.8, so I'd be willing to take it up to 22 and a half. And this is uh, 19 and a half exactly where his prop line was in week one. And I feel like we have like much more information since then. You know, like we've seen him go over this number in 10 of 13 games this year and just three weeks ago this line was 29 and a half so i think this is something of a buy low spot you know white obviously like we know what he can do in the receiving game out of all running backs he's number three in the league with 419 receiving yards he trails only christian mccaffrey with an 80 percent snap rate 72 percent route rate so like he's when he's on the field he's a significant part of the passing game there and as you mentioned the buccaneers are underdogs of you know like three three and a half in this game and um, it's not like massive splits uh, in terms of win loss that we have for uh, Rashad White, but like significant enough. And his seven losses this year, uh, 4.7 targets for 36.4 receiving yards. And the six wins, 3.3 targets for 27.3 receiving yards. So, you know, we could be in a situation where the Buccaneers have a little bit more of a pass leaning game script. And I think that plays into Rashad White. And then the Packers, they, I think, will probably be without Quay Walker again. Uh, you know, he missed last week, was uh, limited 
did not practice on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. And the Packers have a pretty conservative medical staff. So, like, if a guy's not, like, fully cleared, there's a decent chance he's not going to be on the field. So I think Quay Walker isn't going to play. That does factor into it a little bit. But the Packers have allowed an average of six and a half targets per game to running backs this year. Uh, and so, you know, given what they've allowed to running backs and then just given the pass catching talent that uh, that Rashad White has and then also just like the role in the receiving game that he has, I think 19 and a half is just a little bit too low. So taking the over there at 19 and a half. And again, I bet it up to 22 and a half. Yeah. And just got to keep an eye like you even though you said the Green Bay Packers are very uh, like quick with the, the hook here on these guys not playing games. Um just keep an eye on the injury reports. They're probably going to be filtering out right now as we're speaking, as it being two o'clock on a Friday here. We locked that in at minus 110, uh, over 19 and a half here for Rashad White. And remember, you can find all of our plays tracked live here on the show over on Betstamp. Uh, just head over to Betstamp and type in forward progress HQ, FWD progress HQ. If you search that over on Betstamp, you'll find our account. You'll find all of our plays there. And if you happen to miss miss a show live, you can see us actually tracking these in real time while we are live on air here. Let's flip over to the Saturday slate of games here. Kind of excited to be able to watch some Saturday football. I know the girlfriend's not going to be too happy about that, but we'll cross that when we get over it. Uh, let's talk about the Vikings and the Bengals game right here. Right now, Cincinnati Bengals sitting at minus 116, minus three, excuse me, minus three, minus 116 here. Um, and I mean, John, you're, you're known for your ladders here. You hit a big one last week, not a ladder for this game, but you're looking towards this Minnesota backfield after that injury to Alexander Madison seems to open things up here for that backfield, uh, without bearing the lead here. Who are you looking at and why? All right. Again, I want to sign off on Friedman. Um, I, I like receiving rush, um, running back receiving props when there's a lot of Pressure coming in. Green Bay, again, known for pressure rates. I just think that it makes a lot of sense, and he dominates. All right, so give me Ty Chandler. Again, you kind of mentioned it, right? The, the pathway is just open. So I got mm. plus 180 for 75 rushing yards. Let's get right into it. It's three-point spread, so we're expecting a close game. Mullins named the starter. You're going to think the Vikings are going to look to protect him somewhat. And this Viking run game, which, man, like objectively has not been great has been improving the offensive line, maybe in particular. They have a better than 42% rushing success rate for the last five. That's one of those benchmarks that we're looking for. They're going to have a few pieces back, right? Ingram, Reed, and Risner on that O-line, all practicing. I'm expecting them all to play, right? Madison out. Now, again, with Madison out and Akers gone, Chandler is responsible for 85% of the active roster touches so far. So, like, it's, like, leaps and bounds this is his job to just absolutely blow it. Hopefully, I didn't just put the horns on it. He also has a 45% success rate and a better than 8% explosive rush rate. Again, directly correlated to getting those, you know, rush yards that we're looking for. And then the Bengals defense been really bad so far. They're dead last in yards for play. Then to the rushing side, they're 31st in yards before contact per rush. They're 30th in defensive success rate. They're 30th in yards per rush and 30th in 20-yard rushes allowed. So Chandler, I would say, I think he's more explosive than Madison, who mm. I really thought, I think I remember hearing Jack talk about this, maybe about a month ago. We were kind of expecting a flipping to happen in that backfield, just kind of based on talent. 
And now injuries kind of paved the way. I don't think the books knew exactly what to do with Chandler. You might even want to get a piece of the plus 100 if it's if it's going to be a plus 750, plus 800. Jay, we saw how that can move the needle. Even just putting a tenth of a unit on that could really just shift your whole weekend. So at the very least, give me plus 180 for 75 rushing yards from a starting running back in a close game against the league's worst defense. So let's go. I love that look. And like you mentioned with this Cincinnati Bengals defense, uh, explosive rush rate here. They're 32nd in the league at giving up uh, plays of 10 plus yards on the ground. And again, like you said, EK Parashas. What's going they're, on, man? It's been, What's going it's on? I mean, really coming into really the season. Bad. He's also known to be kind of game script specific, mm-hmm. match up dependent to draw up these specific schemes. They're getting decimated on both sides of the ball. Since I don't, Cincinnati's, I think they're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, uh, exactly. I, I love that look here for you. Lock that in the 75 plus at plus 180. You can find the 100 plus uh, if you shop around. I found a plus 550 is what I found quickly shopping around here. But remember, we always recommend you shop around uh, and find the best price available uh, as we try to lock these in uh, best pr- at, at some of a widely at a widely available number here. But if you're listening to this after the fact, number might not be available. If you still like the look, uh, please do shop around uh, for the best odds on these plays because it's often important to get the best number that you can possibly get in market. Let's stick with this game here. We're going to switch over to Jack. Uh, you're looking at the other side of the ball here. And I mean, just to give a quick picture of the Bengals, they were dead to rights when Joe Burrow went down. But since then, Jake Browning has put together two or three, res- like two respectable games here. albeit a lot of yak, a lot of yak stuff going on, but uh, I mean, still respectable. None- nonetheless here, uh, the Bengals have completely made up for this with their skill position players. Uh, Jack, you're looking at a Browning prop here. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it? But then also like, what are your thoughts about Jake Browning in general? Are you like buying him as like a, a, a like a higher level backup quarterback here? Yeah, he's been to be honest much better than I expected. I mean, I took mm. his passing yards under a couple weeks ago at yeah. I think two nineteen, um, and he just absolutely destroyed that line. Um, and so I guess I'm just martingaling this one with uh, Jake Browning <laughs> under two hundred and forty two point five passing yards, and a lot of it does come down to the manner in which he's gotten those yards. I mean. Mm-hmm. He had another 55-yard screen pass touchdown to uh, University of Illinois alum Chase Brown. Uh, so shout out Chase Brown. But I, I think that his 7.6 yards per attempt on passes thrown behind the line of scrimmage is incredibly unsustainable. Uh, the Vikings' pass defense is above average on the season, and they've been, uh, in terms of yards per attempt allowed, and they've been even better uh, over the past month or so. So in a in a tougher matchup than he's had the past couple of weeks and just fading, I guess, the outrageous efficiency he's had on passes near the line of scrimmage. Um, uh, yeah, I, I like the Browning under 242 and a half here. Uh, Going to lock that uh, 242 and a half in Jake, here. Jake, can I post in something really yeah, quick? go for 50 it. 50 quarterbacks on my spreadsheet. Browning is 50th out of 50 in air yards per attempt. And so, again, that's kind of to Jack's point. He has the biggest disparity in air yards per attempt and actual YPA. And that's where YPA can be misleading. I think it's a great stat, but that's where it's misleading. Jack really nailed it. Yeah. Dead last. Dead last. And Mixon, not really known for that kind of stuff. Chase Brown's explosive. But, yeah, I'm with you. I think I, I think he turns back into a pumpkin this weekend. Fair enough here. Uh, let's. Oh, oh, one thing I want to mention. You mentioned University of Illinois, Chase Brown. How about Canadian Chase Brown, home hometown, London, Ontario native. Uh, good to see. <laughs> always, always, always out here re- representing and supporting the Canadian. You have to know really it's like Canadian law, right? Chase, exactly. Canadian comes in the test. Yeah, yeah. You have to know all Canadian starters. Chase and yeah, Sydney, except- the uh, Canada to Illinois to NFL starter pipeline. 
<laughs> I love it. I love what? it. We're not, we're, we're not going to talk about Chase Claypool, though. We're just going to pretend like he's not a Canadian. Uh, anyways, uh, let's move on from here. Uh, <laughs> uh, some good references going on in this show. Uh, all right, let's move on to the Sunday. Let's go back to the Sunday slate of games here. Let's look towards the Buffalo Bills taking on the Dallas Cowboys, one of the marquee matchups of the entire slate, of the entire season. A lot of implications on the line here. Buffalo Bills obviously need to win this game uh, to have a good chance of making the playoffs here. Dallas Cowboys obviously would look to get that one seed here and uh, have a good chance at it with a win. Uh, total in this game is incredibly high. We got the 50 and a half high. Highest total on the board, I think. Yeah, highest total on the board here. Um, Matt, you're targeting this backfield. We've seen seen like kind of an ebb and flow in carries in this backfield here, but I'm not going to bury the lead. I'm going to throw it to you here. We have a high scoring game against a tough defense with a split backfield. This is a recipe for a Matt. Uh, Matt Freeman under like let's hear it right now what is it yeah uh first of all Tyler Varga another Canadian never made it in the NFL though but uh <laughs> was was always intriguing as a prospect coming out of Yale okay uh talking about just had to throw it in more Canadian there aren't that many Canadians in the NFL you know uh all right <laughs> James Cook under 12 and a half carries that's where I'm looking in this game and uh, I have projected at 11 and a half I'd even I'd be willing to bet it at uh 11 and a half at plus odds uh, on the under there, but like on the face, there's nothing wrong with this number. So Cook has for the season a uh, a mean of 12 and a half carries per game, a median of 13. The uh, Bills are favorites, so you would think that maybe that leans towards you know a little more uh, carries for James Cook in this spot. He has 14.1 carries per game in the team's seven wins. Uh, the Cowboys number 31 in defensive rush success rate. So you would also think maybe the uh the bills could run a little a little bit more but like i say this stuff and it's like man why am i betting the under here uh cook also say like he's one of my like fantasy favorites this week but like it all has to do with the way in which he's being used and since the team switched from offensive coordinator ken dorsey to uh quarterbacks coach joe brady and made brady the play caller Cook has seen a decline in his playing time and rushing usage. So in weeks one through 10, a 56% snap rate, 54% rush rate. In the three games with Brady as a play caller, a 45% snap rate. So a drop of 12 percentage points and a 45% rush rate. So a drop of nine percentage points there. Like he's still been productive with Brady. He's had 343 yards from scrimmage, two touchdowns. But a lot of that has to do with his receiving ability. And then with like his like specifically like beefed up pass catching role, he has a 31% target rate since week 11, which is just an outrageous number for a running back. But they're just shifting a little bit away from him as a runner and a little bit more towards him as a receiver, which I think does make sense given like his style of play and the fact that he's like, I don't know, like 200 pounds at the most, but probably more like 195. So it makes sense not to use him as much as a runner and to use him a little bit more as a receiver. Uh, and I think like that gives him a, a high floor but he had just 10 carries last week in a 20 to 17 must win game against the Chiefs. I think he could have a similar rushing workload this week as they give just a few more carries to Latavius Murray. And now they're also incorporating uh, Ty Johnson into mm -hmm. the game a little bit more. So it's just more of a split backfold than it has been. And they're using him just a little bit less as a runner. And uh, I think you put all that together and it means there's value on under 12 and a half. Yeah, it seems like the Buffalo Bills hate starting running backs. When you look at Zach Moss, who like didn't really put anything together here, and when he left, it seemed like he was able to do something for the Indianapolis Colts. They are doing. It feels like they do everything to kind of just lower, like, or 
I guess, mitigate having a starting running back. They love this split backfield. They love splitting the ball here. Uh, and like you said, James Cook doesn't, doesn't really have that size uh, to be potentially that workhorse three down back here. So we locked in that under. Uh, we were able to find a pretty good price on that. The under 11 and a half here at plus 124. Uh, like we say, shop around. You can find pretty good prices when you do that. And that's locked in on BetStamp. You can find all our plays locked in on BetStamp. Let's flip, flip over. Got three more props on the board to go. Three more props. Uh, and before we get into those props, guys, uh, I see you in the chat here. Um, Arthur D Dominguez, uh, you said any concerns how with how run heavy the team has been since the, ch the change in play caller? I assume it might have been for a previous game. Anyways, we're going to skip over uh, this one here. But I'm just going to ask you guys to smash the like button, please. It does a big help for well, us um yeah so ahead. for that one i think oh. they're talking about the, the play caller change from um from dorsey to brady oh, so yeah, yeah. yeah not so much worried about that because like although they have been uh run heavy like james cook hasn't been as involved in the running game as he was previously so not really as worried about that okay fair enough thank you for catching that matt here uh just juggling a lot of stuff here trying to figure out what uh what these guys are talking about but anyways we appreciate your comments in the chat here let's flip over to the giants game we got uh we got the giants taking on the new orleans saints new orleans saints at home uh i mean tommy devito making us italians proud i'm italian for those who don't know uh, me and john are both italian making us very proud here tommy colcutt's putting up a great performance but uh again not buying anything that this new york giants team is selling here i think they're still a disaster i think they're still a mess um I, and i believe the books are reflecting that having the Saints at uh, minus six over on Pinnacle at plus 103 here. Um, I mean, I'm not buying their quarterback, Jack. They have such a mess and a hodgepodge of receivers. You never know who's going to get the ball here. Seems like you're targeting a receiver, receiving under in this game. Who you got and why? Yeah, I mean, we're uh, we're on the same wavelength here with uh, University of Illinois alum Tommy DeVito uh, <laughs> as, as well. Um, so just pl plenty of opportunities to shout out Illinois today. But I'm going to go with an under in this Giants passing game, and I'm going to go with Wondell Robinson under 16.5 on his longest reception. Um, he was more involved last week, both from a targets and routes perspective. But as you alluded to, uh, the routes here have been pretty volatile throughout the season. There was a quote from Wondell going into the week about how he's starting to feel like himself again. So maybe it sticks this time, but we've seen his routes fluctuate um, from being nearly an every down player to being um, pretty much like, you know, slightly above 50% all year. So I'm hesitant to just buy into that all the way. Um, and even if he is out there all the time, his eight out this year is only 4.7. Uh, last week it was 10, but I think that given what we've seen from him throughout his professional career, I'm more willing to lean into the larger sample where he's getting, mostly targets of five yards or under um, this prop has been 12 and a half or 13 and a half for pretty much all year. Uh, he's gone over three times all year. Two of those have been against Washington, which is the worst secondary in the league at this point. Um, so I'll take the, the extra three yards and I know he was great last week, but I, I think it's an overreaction to, to one week. Yeah. 16 and a half feels a little, little long for this uh, longest reception. Uh, for Wandell Robinson here. So we're going to lock in that minus 115 that we can find pretty widely available. Um, yeah, going to lock that in here. Um, all right, let's move on to our second last prop. Uh, John, we're going to look towards that Sunday night football game, which is going to be a lot of fun to watch here. We got the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, and Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens coming off a massive high scoring week here. Uh, Lamar coming off of a monster game where he I mean, put up a lot of a uh, lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns on the board here for the uh for the baltimore ravens um i mean 
just looking at the Jags defense, they felt like they were kind of a really tough defense coming into the last couple of weeks. Since then, it feels like they've played some tougher competition and kind of, I don't want to say got exposed, but didn't look as good as they normally looked uh, in the early on in the season here. So uh, I guess you're not really buying what this Jacksonville team was selling early on in the season and buying what they've kind of been showing us in the last couple of weeks here. So without bearing the lead here, John, uh, you got some Lamar Jackson props, some Lamar Jackson love here. Uh, take it away. Yeah, give me your boy, LJ. You know what I mean? Like you said, he broke out. So give me the bet is plus 250 passing yards. That's plus 225. Love that right off the bat. Just getting off the bus. I love that. And plus 300 passing yards, plus 850. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's go get it. So 7.8 yards per attempt on Lamar. So he's been, you know, good but not great. We've seen flashes, and I think that's kind of part of what we expect. 316-3 and three last week. The thing that I noticed, season high 77% pass rate coming off the bye. One of the things I always kind of have my eye on. They've been top five over the last three weeks in plays per game. Again, something you need to kind of get to those totals. And now I'm starting to kind of scratch my chin and wondering if we're getting the Todd Monken offense we were all thinking about and promised during the offseason, right? There's going to be the high-flying Ravens passing. We've all just kind of forgotten about that, but it might be in the bag somewhere. And again, we talk about this all the time. The season, for as short as it is, it's actually pretty long. You have to look at it in terms of, you know, windows and segments or whatever. Now we're getting into that post-buy last quarter. Could this be it? Now we're going to need Jacksonville to push back in order to get there because that's when the Ravens kind of do turn up the offense when they get uh, opposition. But, you know, T-Law played, and he actually ran a little bit. So him and Mahomes have these Gumby ankles. I just think he's going to be fine. They're going to put up a fight, and the line seems to reflect that. You mentioned the Jacksonville defense. Jay, we got to be careful. Not so much you, but we do get into the habit of this as people. Everything wanted to be binary. They're either good or they're bad. We all know football, lots of layers. So they're really one of the new pass funnels, these Jaguars. They're second in the league in defensive success rate on the year. They're also fourth in rushing yards per game allowed. What does that do? They turn them into a pass funnel. The top five in zone rate, they're top five in cover three, which is kind of materialized in a bottom five yards per play. They're 31st in completions allowed per game. That's over 25. They're also 31st in passing yards allowed per game. That number is over 265. So we know the Ravens do run and like to run, but we've also seen them pull the plug on it. When it's not successful, they've kind of gotten away from Gus Edwards. That ship has kind of sailed. Now, granted, fantasy stuff, he's the guy you want inside the five. But he's not explosive. He's not getting volume. Keith Mitchell, same thing. He's the opposite. He's explosive but doesn't get any volume at all. I think if they rely on Lamar, this is it, man. Beckham is looking really good. Zay Flowers is starting to open up the route tree and open up the A-dot, kind of like Jack was talking about before with Wandale. It was only one week. We don't know if it's going to last. But, again, Isaiah likely looking really good, looking spry out there. And we mm. saw it just last week. If you get him in a mismatch in the seam, he's gone. He is an mm. absolute freak. So give me the Ravens. I actually think they wiped the floor with the Jaguars. I think they were over their team total. But at the center of that is Lamar getting, hopefully, man, 300 passing yards plus 850 coming off of last week. I'll tell you what, if he does it one more time, Jay, you can kiss those odds goodbye. You won't be seeing it anymore. People will be saying, oh, exactly what I was saying, man. Maybe it's wheels up on the market off it. So give me Lamar to close this one out in the Jaguars. All right. I appreciate that. And uh, Howdy in the chat's asking thoughts on the plus money for pass yards uh, for Lamar to have more pass yards than Tila. I assume there's a problem. Oh, absolutely. Out there. Baltimore uh, just been really good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And the game script, uh, I mean, he said maybe the game script isn't great for that, actually. But we've seen the Ravens not be afraid to kind of run the table here with uh, putting, putting up 
putting up, throwing yeah, the ball. I wouldn't, like, want, to go under. I wouldn't want to go under a, tra- a T-Law total, but I will mm-hmm. go Lamar over Trevor Lawrence again. And he just didn't look great. We don't know if it's only ankle. He threw a three picks last weekend, and the Baltimore defense is good. So especially if Baltimore gets ahead, they're going to pin back. It's going to be tough. I just like Lamar all the way. Yeah, and then uh, also one more thing to uh, throw in here. Uh, going to lock that in for uh, 70 uh, bucks right here. Full unit is 100 bucks that we're playing with right now. Going to lock in 70 on the first rung of the ladder at plus 235 of the over of 250 uh, here, and or 250 passing yards, excuse me. And then we're going to do 30 on the plus 300 passing yards at plus 850 there. And then also appreciate the chat catching the Dalvin, or excuse me, the James Cook under 11 and a half here. seems like it's no longer available on DK and FanDuel. Sometimes that happens with that stamp here. So we're going to flip that over. Best line available is plus 107. So we're going to make sure we swap that over for our tracking. Always want to be transparent with you guys. And we appreciate you when you catch those uh, little hiccups there. Last prop on the board here. Going to head over to the Sunday night football, or excuse me, Monday night football game uh, between the uh, Seattle Seahawks and the Philadelphia Eagles right here. Philadelphia Eagles fighting for that first space play spot right here in their division in their conference uh going up against the seattle seahawks seattle seahawks defense i don't know listen i don't know what to make of them right because they obviously have a ton of talent on there but at the same time in like epa for play metrics they've been like among the bottom of the, the bottom 10 in the league over the past couple of seasons here right they have a ton of good skill position players right with witherspoon and uh uh tariq woolen and, and and adams and t- tons of guys who are, are able to be playmakers on the ball there but i mean the EPA per play numbers and the put and the down by down consistency of this team doesn't seem to be there. I've always thought of the Seattle team as a really good defense, but I mean, looking deeper in the numbers, it doesn't seem like they're that good here. But like I said, they can make plays on the ball here. And I think, Matt, that's what you're looking at with this Seattle defense here. So, uh, I mean, I've been talking enough here. Matt, you want to just take it away? Yeah, quick. I just want to mention uh, with the line movement on James Cook. So, when I let me see, when I wrote that and when I bet it, it was it was heavily juiced to over 12 and a half so like yeah. it's kind of like the sign of like how how quickly uh these these markets can move and yes. really like how important it is to uh you know to shop around and to find the best of the number there so yeah jalen hurts in this game i'm going over 0.5 interceptions uh and let me look really quick to see what the number is for him right now on the interceptions so uh, Jalen Hurts to throw an interception in this game is still like plus 130, plus 125 in that neighborhood. Uh, I think that's you know very bettable. I bet this at uh, plus 135. I would take it all the way down to plus 120. I have it projected at plus uh, 105. So Hurts, you know, at uh, plus say like 130. That's like an implied probability of like around uh, what is that like 40 two and a half 43 somewhere around there uh but i have his true probability at 48.7 percent. so i think there's you know like a five percentage point edge there he has 10 interceptions and in 13 games has thrown uh an interception in seven games the seahawks are middle of the road in terms of nine interceptions this year i think like the big key is that this game is in seattle um, mm-hmm. the Seahawks have one of the league's best home field advantage, like historical home field advantage, the, uh, hurts splits at home and road. Like they're pretty significant. And I tend not to, uh, incorporate like splits data like that too much in my projections. Cause I think it can be pretty noisy, but like with hurts, we have enough of a sample and it's sort of like backed up by also like sports betting data. Like hurts is awesome against the spread at home. He's been pretty mediocre against the spread 
on the road. And we see that reflected. Do we, do we lose Matt there? That he actually, oh. am I here? Uh, yeah, you're back. You're good. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. What, where did I drop off? Uh, just talking about Hertz on the road here. First. Yeah. Yeah. So Hertz on the road, 29 games, uh, like for his career, it's a perfect split in the regular season. 29, uh, 29 games at home, 29 games on the road at home, 10 interceptions in 29 games at 1.5% interception rate on the road, 19 interceptions, a 2.3 interception rate, uh, 2.3% interception rate. And it has been especially magnified this season. He's had six home games, only three interceptions in those games, a 1.6% interception rate on the road, seven games, seven interceptions, uh, a 2.9% interception rate. And, uh, again, like I, I tend not to use in my projections all that much splits data. And so like, I don't even have like the splits data incorporated into the projections that I have now. And I still am seeing value on Jalen Hurts at plus 105 here uh, with the projection. Again, I would bet it up to plus 120. So uh, Jalen Hurts, the interception, that's what I'm seeing here. Uh, outside of Philadelphia, he's just like notably been a different quarterback throughout his career. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like you said, the plus 125, plus 130, a couple shops hanging in those lines. So we're going to lock that in here over on Ben Stamp. And like I mentioned earlier, I love this look because again, even though if we're going to talk about how good or, or however, whatever you want to think about this Seattle defense. We do know that they love to ball hawk. That's like one of their biggest thing. That's like their, their calling card here. So against uh, Jalen Hurts, who on the road, like you said, doesn't seem to, uh, I mean, hasn't been able to, I guess, keep control of the football and has been a little bit turnover prone this season. I love that look here uh, for Jalen Hurts to throw an interception in that Monday night football game. Always happy when I get a Monday night football sweat. It's a lot of fun uh, to a lot of fun to do. A lot more fun than when we bet when we bet the unders uh, on the Monday night football game where I'm sweating the entire game. This can just happen in the first half and we can laugh about it and enjoy the rest of the game after that. That just about wraps it up for us here, though, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Just want to give a quick reminder if you guys can smash that like button, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. It will do uh, a lot of work for us in the algorithm here. We appreciate that and we appreciate you for tuning in throughout the show, guys. We see you. And if you're watch watching this, after the fact, because we do get a couple of a ton of viewers coming in here on the Saturday before the Sunday uh, slate of games here. Uh, make sure you also are hitting that like button and drop what you're playing in the comment section down below. I always like to look after the fact and read what everyone else is playing and what everyone else is on here. So before we head out, just want to give a quick reminder on Sunday, we will be live at 11 a.m. Eastern with Rob Pizzola live for the pizza buffet where we take a look at the entire Sunday slate and uh, Rob will be picking off his favorite games that uh, at, at the prices that are still widely available here. So again, if you're looking for some Sunday morning bets, make sure you tune into that. But don't forget, there are some Saturday games. So if you're looking for some Saturday bets, we will obviously have, we have some bets on the show like you just saw. And then head over to our Wednesday best bet show where we took one of the Saturday games here uh, to bet on. So yeah, if you're, if you're sitting on Saturday with no bets, that's on you. That's not on us. Got to hit that subscribe button and watch our content here. Last thing before we head out here, quick reminder. Again, I try and remind you guys every single week because I think it's one of the best shows we produce here on this channel. It's our forward progress look ahead line where we take a look at all the opening lines for now week 16. Wow, time flies. Uh, for week 16 here, we're going to be looking at all the openers with Rob and Clive Bixby. That's live at 8 p.m. Eastern uh, on this forward progress YouTube channel. So if you're looking to get in early on the week 16 action, make sure you tune in to that show here uh that just wrapped that just about wraps it up for us here guys thank you so much for tuning in we really appreciate it so for myself for matt for jack for john 
This has been Forward Progress live here on the Forward Progress YouTube channel, part of the Hammer Betting Network and powered by Pinnacle Sportsbook. Guys, good luck on your bets this weekend, and I'll hope to see you soon. Have a good one. Thank you.